Hello there and welcome to City Breaks. Today's episode is going to be a virtual visit to Toulouse. But just before we get into that, I wanted to give just a couple of bits of update information about how we're coping here at City Breaks with this Covid thing, which is, let's face it, putting the dampers on quite a lot. Okay, so we're waiting really for things to reopen and there are signs of progress there. Tomorrow, the 15th of June, is the day that non-essential shops are going to reopen, but alas, not yet the museums. So that means that still for the moment, research on the lovely city of Bath can't be completed and I'm going to have to wait a bit longer. So the Covid plan continues, alternating virtual visits to the cities which I've already covered, so Toulouse today, and still to come Seville and Paris, and then on the weeks in between, more episodes of City Break Ideas, with your ideas, hopefully, and possibly some of mine, added together to provide an inspiring half hour or so talking about cities that you could put on your list, places that you want to visit. If you heard last week's episode, you'll remember that we talked about Regensburg, Lyon, Copenhagen, Edinburgh and Paris, the latter being a bit of a quirky take, one or two things you might not have thought about to do in Paris. So for next week then, I'm hoping to have another five or six good ideas. So if you have one, do please send it in. I'd love to know where it is that you've been and so enjoyed that you want to recommend it to others. Or perhaps it's somewhere that's on your list. You really want to go there. And perhaps as soon as lockdown eases up and travel becomes possible, that's going to be back on your list. So the best format would be the name of the place and then a reason or two. Why is it that you loved it or would love to go there? So you can send all of that by three different methods. You can go onto the website and leave a comment on the blog section. So for that, the address you need is www.citybreakspodcast.co.uk. Alternatively, you can email citybreaks at citybreakspodcast.co.uk. Or if you're on Twitter, then you can use the address at citybreakscast. That would be great. Thank you very much. Okay, without further ado, let's get on with the main business of the day. Hello there, and welcome to a virtual visit to Toulouse. A little tour of some of the ways, virtually, perhaps by website, perhaps by YouTube video, maybe even by that old-fashioned thing, reading a book. So a variety of different methods to allow you to visit, in inverted commas, the lovely pink southern French city of Toulouse without actually going there, because that's tricky just at the moment. I had a trawl through videos on Toulouse on YouTube, and the one I liked best was called Toulouse Vacation Travel Guide, produced by Expedia. Six minutes or so of absolutely gorgeous photo panoramas and a lovely commentary in heavily accented French which made me feel I was there, well almost. So the cameras went on a wander through the pink city, streets, buildings, parks, cafes, with a little bit of history related along the way. So for example, when they went inside the Couvent des Jacobins, there were views of the soaring vaults of the church and an explanation that Thomas Aquinas is buried just underneath them. We then went up onto the bell tower and had a view all round the city from there. Visit to the other major church in Toulouse, Saint-Sernin, came with an explanation that it had been 
an important stopping point on the pilgrim's walk to Santiago. Although in fact they didn't tell the story about poor San Sanan himself, after whom the church was named, in memory of the fact that he was a martyr who had stood up to the Romans, decided he would talk about his Christian faith, whatever they thought about it, and their retaliation was that they dragged him through the city streets, tied to a rampaging bull, until he was killed. The video then goes on, quick tour of museums, some lovely close-up shots of Roman finds in the Saint-Raymond Museum, for example, in and out of some of the art galleries and other museums, and all building up a picture of Toulouse. So, for example, you see some of the lovely mansions built by the merchants who got rich on producing blue dye from pastel. You see inside Aeroscopia, the Aviation Heritage Museum, and next door, the Cité de l'Espace, which has put Toulouse on the map for another reason. Its connection with NASA and space travel and space research. It ended with some shots that really did make you want to get right there, panning round the Victor Hugo market, for example, with glorious shots of food, and then along the River Garonne, people on bikes, people on pavement terraces and bars. Six minutes after which, you're definitely en route to Toulouse. If you like a longer, slower sort of video, then you might enjoy, also on YouTube, something called Walk Toulouse France 4K Virtual Walk, which is, wait for it, 21 minutes long and also has no commentary at all. It's just a camera wandering along the river, through the streets, lots of long, slow pans over lovely architecture, inside churches, city looking very pink, very tranquil. Possibly, I would say, more a video for people who've been and want to reminisce. And a third one that I picked out was one which is actually in French, but you can pick it up anyway, I think, because it's ten reasons which show that Toulouse is the best city in France, and each reason flashes up in text on the screen, and it's just another nice way to get a quick view of the city. So the countdown goes ten is the aeronautics, number nine, capital du spatial, so the fact that it's the capital of space research, number eight, ville très étudiante, a very studenty city goes on to tell us there are in fact 103,000 students in Toulouse, one of whom is interviewed and tells us that the reason she picked it as the place to study is because it's the plus jolie ville de France, the loveliest city in France, and as she says, the sea is an hour away and so are the mountains. What more could you want? So we've got to number seven in our countdown and that reason is because it has la meilleure mairie, the best town hall, in France presumably. And that, of course, was an excuse for some lovely shots panning round the Place du Capitole, showing that lovely pink and white pillared building, which is the most iconic image of the city of Toulouse. Place number six went to the music stars from the city. Number five to the fact that it's a city known for its medicine. It's home nowadays to the Encropole, which is a huge cancer research centre and hospital. If you listen to my series on Toulouse, you might remember that Toulouse and medicine go together from ages back, starting really with the fact that Toulouse was a stopping point for pilgrims who were on their way to Santiago, and they stopped for a bit longer if they needed rest and recuperation, and gradually it became known as somewhere where you could stop off if you needed medical treatment. Reason number four, it's a historic city. They show us saint sernin Number three is because of the transport system, and the top two reasons are Le Soleil, the sun. It points out that 
It's lovely weather in Toulouse most of the year, only 99 days a year of rain on average and sun the rest of the time. So Le Soleil, place number two, and the top reason, in the minds of the people who made this video anyway, for Toulouse being la meilleure ville de France, the best city in France, is because it has le meilleur accent, the best accent. And indeed, if you do speak French, you will notice a very Spanish sort of twang in the French that they speak down there, which I agree is one of its absolute charms. And then as a PS, they pointed out that, did you know, I didn't, that one of the Aristochats, one of the Aristocats, Disney's Aristocats that is, was actually called Toulouse. So, moving on to what there is to see and do there, a website which I found very useful is one called whichmuseum.co.uk and on the French section of that, there's a page called Best Museums in Toulouse. Another top ten, and then a page sitting beneath that with others. And on the top ten, you can click on each museum to see pictures, the address, a link to their website if they have one, etc. So it's a good way to have a quick look at some of the best museums in Toulouse, and there are really quite a lot, and try and see in advance which ones might be for you. So, for example, there are entries for all the major art galleries, the Augustin, the Abattoir, etc., but also quirkier things, the Photo Museum in the Water Tower and the Georges Labitte Museum, a rather eccentric 19th century traveller who went off to the Far East and ancient Egypt, came home, built himself a Moorish villa in his home city of Toulouse as a place to store all the things that he'd collected on his travels. Oh, and he had an exotic garden designed to match. So by clicking on more detail, you can find out, for example, that the Musée des Augustins is the one to go to if you want to see sculpture and paintings from the Middle Ages right through to the 20th century, mainly French, and the sculptures, in fact, mainly regional. Or, if modern and contemporary art is more your thing, you're probably keener to visit the Musée des Abattoirs. And yes, it is called after an abattoir, brackets, slaughterhouse, because that was the actual original purpose of the building, which has since been converted into a modern art museum. Huge indoor spaces to display paintings from about the 1950s onwards. Mentioned, but without all that much detail, was what turned out to be my favourite museum in Toulouse, which is the one called Musée de la Résistance, Resistance Museum, et de la Déportation and the Museum of Deportation. Toulouse was very much one of the seats of the resistance during World War II, and this museum is a testament to what happened to all the brave people who risked, and in many cases lost their lives, resisting the occupying Nazis. And there's an absolute wealth of documentation, photographs, objects, that you can learn from. It is quite French, there wasn't very much signage in English, and I don't think they had audio guides, but if you read up a bit beforehand... I think you can make sense of most of it. And you can learn the story of Toulouse residents who, for example, ran a bookshop in the city centre which doubled up as a printing press for clandestine materials and became so well known that in fact they were printing stuff and sending it all over France for other resistance groups to use. Or you can learn the story of a very brave middle-aged married couple who ran a hotel which was known to the underground and the resistance as a place where People could be hidden until it was safe for them to be spirited away from Toulouse and taken to safety. Lots of Jewish people passed through its doors, and so did fallen Allied pilots who needed to be 
kept out of the clutches of the Germans and helped on their way to walk perhaps through the Pyrenees into Spain and find their way back to Britain or America. And actually, if you're interested in the idea of Toulouse in World War II, then a book that I can absolutely recommend is one called The Lost Airman by Seth Meyerwitz, published in 2016 by Atlantic Books. Seth tells the story of his grandfather, who was an American pilot who did fall in France during World War II and whose escape back to rejoin the fight was thanks to certainly dozens, possibly more, brave French people who put him up, passed him from house to house, helped him disguise himself and get eventually across the Pyrenees and into Spain. He did lots of research in family documents. He went to France, went to Toulouse himself, interviewed people who remembered the actual events and the result is an absolutely fascinating read with all kinds of historically accurate detail in it. For example, just as a flavour, here's a little extract in which he's describing how one of the top men in the Toulouse Resistance, one Taillandier, was given the task of killing a French general known to be a German plant. So here were a few lines from the book. Sénac, that's the French general, in a top coat, scarf and white Federer, emerged from Gestapo headquarters, adjacent to Toulouse's elegant and palatial Capitole, on the brisk fall morning of October the 15th, and walked down the steps. The Place du Capitole teemed with people heading to work and with Gestapo and police. Suddenly, a black Citroen pulled up alongside Sénac. Two men sprang from the car, grabbed him, flung him into the back seat. Then the car sped away. That night, Sénac was tried at the Château de Brax and summarily executed by Pierre as Gestapo and police mounted a futile door-to-door search in Toulouse. So you've got the flavour of wartime, you've got the danger of the resistance and the Gestapo, and you've got absolutely a very Toulouse setting. Definitely a book to recommend. So, let's move on to food. I think the most enjoyable video I found on YouTube was one called Cassoulet de Toulouse recipe. Don't worry, it's all in English. It's 10 minutes long and it serves as a really great introduction to the best known food dish from the area, from Toulouse, cassoulet, with the added bonus that if you actually wanted to make one yourself after watching this, you certainly could, because it goes through every detail. The presenter tells us which beans he's using and where to get them. He explains that he's using four different types of meat, and that for a proper cassoulet you really need smoked or cured pork, he's using pancetta, you need some fresh pork, he's using two pork chops, you need some sausage, Toulouse-style sausage, of course, and you need two legs of duck confit. He explains how to make a bouquet garni, what vegetables to use, how to fry them and deglaze them with white wine. At one point he says, it sure took three to four hours, but it was totally worth it. And it's very Toulouse in flavour. He says at the end, for example, you think you've had sausage before, but until you've had Toulouse sausage cooked in a cassoulet, you really haven't. For a bit more research on food from the area, I found some interesting stuff on a website called theculturetrip.com, which had a list of local dishes that they think you really should try when you're in Toulouse. So the first two entries cover cassoulet and Toulouse sausage, but there are nine more after that, including, for example, confit de canard, or duck confit in English, with an explanation. All parts of the duck are used to make it. They're salt cured before they're cooked in the duck's own fat and rendered down 
until the result is, quote, fantastic taste and tender texture. If meat's not your thing, there's also a reference to fenetra, F-E-N-E-T-R-A, which you might remember from the episode I did on food in Toulouse, is one of the region's speciality cakes. Traditional, made from almond shortbread, apricots, candied lemons. You can buy it in the Toulouse Patisserie. And then on another rather delightful website I came across, which is called www.heatheronhertravels.com, Heather had been to Toulouse, and she too had lots of snippets of information about what to eat if you want a real taste of Toulouse and the region, languedoc Sion, And she made mention, for example, of something which hasn't come up yet, something called Gabure, G-A-R-B-U-R-E, which she describes as the perfect food if you're in need of some sustenance. It's a winter dish, she says, a thick, hearty soup, usually with a mixture of meat and vegetables. I have to say, everything I discovered about Toulouse food did seem to point towards it being quite meat-based. She explains that traditionally it was made by peasants who used whatever ingredients they had available. Hence, there isn't a specific recipe, but you'd usually find that cabbage and pork will be included. And she goes on to explain that, quote, The meal is cooked in a toupin, an earthenware round-bellied casserole dish, and the sign that you can be sure you're tucking into authentic garbure is if the spoon can stand up straight in the bowl without falling over. So there you go. Another great source of information was the Discover France website, blog.holidayfrancedirect.co.uk, which included a page on Toulouse, part of which was five top must-do food experiences that you should enjoy when in Toulouse. So the first one is eat a traditional Toulouse cassoulet. We've covered that already. The second one is buy souvenirs. You can get, it says, locally preserved jars of cassoulet or tins of duck confit, and tins of foie gras pâté. Third tip, visit the wonderful covered market. It's called the Marché Victor Hugo, after the novelist. And, as it says on the website, quote, marvel at the amazing array of produce, then retire to the food court upstairs for a lunch to remember. Fourth on the list, if you have a little bit more cash about you, it suggests trying one of the Michelin-starred restaurants in Toulouse to, quote, See how they elevate rustic local tradition to new heights. And if the budget doesn't run to that, perhaps you can try the fifth tip, which is to sit at a pavement cafe in one of the bustling streets or town squares, enjoy a coffee and a delicious slice of fenêtre cake. So, a flavour of the city itself. It's a lovely place from which to go on days out. You may remember some of these from the episodes from the Toulouse series. I'm going to mention three today, and all of them are things it's very easy to do from the city centre by public transport, a tour out organised by the tourist office, or, in the case of Carcassonne and Albi, very easily reached by train. The first one, though, is the lovely Canal du Midi, built originally as a transport link from the Atlantic Ocean to the Mediterranean and flowing handily right past Toulouse. I found some information on it on a website called www.france-bike-trips.com and this is actually an advert for one of their tours, the historic Canal du Midi tour, in fact, but it's full of atmosphere and gives a good flavour of Toulouse and the surrounding areas. So let me read it out. Quote, Lock after lock, bridge after bridge, the canal takes you from the heart of Toulouse 
to the port of Set on the Mediterranean coast. We start the week with a visit to Toulouse, the pink city with its narrow labyrinthine streets. Then we head out along the banks of the canal on a quiet road which quickly gives way to a dirt track. Our journey takes us across the Plaine du Lauragais, then on to Castelnautre, home of the famous Cassoulet, the fortified town of Carcassonne, the seven locks of Fonserran, and the Etang du Tau with its oyster beds, before arriving at Set and the Mediterranean Sea. Are you not packing your puncture repair kit and dreaming of southern France as you listen to that? And just as an extra treat, here are two extracts from a lovely book called Floating Through France, written by a group of American writers who hired a canal boat and floated up the Canal du Midi for a week or two and wrote about it en route. Here's an extract which you may remember if you listen to the Toulouse series, but I'm so fond of it I'm going to read it again. Written by Larry Habiger, on the views to be seen each side of the canal as they sailed along. Quote, we were motoring through an impressionist painting, dappled light on the water, grasses and shrubs festooning the banks beneath plane trees, with their high, arching limbs, delicate green leaves, yellow, brown and green patterned trunks, where the bark had fallen away. The trees created a canopy to shade our cabin, their roots gnarled toes, reaching for a purchase along the banks where the soil had eroded. Sunflowers raised their yellow faces, or turned down as one, penitents, burdened by the heavy weight of their seeds. And then just one final treat, an extract from an essay by Joanna Bigger in the same volume. Quote, A land of sunflowers, wheat fields, vineyards, ancient cities with red-tiled roofs, crumbling ruins wrapped in mystery. Also quite near to Toulouse, from memory not more than an hour away by train, is Carcassonne. Carcassonne and the Mont Saint-Michel are the two most visited tourist sites in the whole of France. So if you're in the region, you may well decide you don't want to miss Carcassonne. You can find out a bit about it from a website called about-france.com, which has a page on Carcassonne, a little bit of history, lots of lovely photos, a list of things to visit there. If you want a bit more detailed history, you could go to www.catharcastles.info Cathar being C-A-T-H-A-R, which will tell you the gory story of the siege of Carcassonne, when a Catholic crusader army arrived because they'd heard that there were so-called heretics in Carcassonne, by which they meant people following the Cathar religion, which they thought threatened the Catholic Church. So you can find out about the siege, you can find out about the fact that Carcassonne was one of the centres of the Inquisition, perhaps not for the faint-hearted, but if you have read it, you'll understand so much more when you're looking round the fortress in Carcassonne. When you see the dark, damp little rooms that heretics were imprisoned in, on a diet of bread and water, deprived of light and heat and any sort of hygiene or medical facilities, and about the dreadful punishments that were meted out, including the ghastly immuration, mur being the French for wall, so people were just blocked inside these horrible, dark, damp, tiny little rooms, and left. There's a video on YouTube called Carcassonne, Europe's Ultimate Fortress City, which gives you lovely views all round the castle, inside and looking out into the surrounding countryside, but also a brief explanation of the Cathars, who they were and what happened to them. Alternatively, you might like the website www.5minutehistory.com, which has a page entitled 10 Amazing Facts 
on the French medieval city of Carcassonne. Lots and lots of lovely photos. The aforementioned 10 facts, of course. So a couple of those are the fact that the city walls have 52 towers and the one about Carcassonne and Mont Saint-Michel being the top two most visited sites in France. But there are also extracts from contemporary documents. So although the title, 10 Amazing Facts, makes it sound like a very quick whiz through, in fact, there are places to pause if you want to find out more. So for example, there's an extract written to the authorities in the Catholic Church, spelling out exactly what the writer thought about the horrors of the immuration or walling people in. Quote, You have created a prison called the Wall, which would be better called Hell. In it you have constructed small cells to inflict pain and mistreat people using various types of torture. Some prisoners remain in fetters and are unable to move. Some are placed on the chevalier, an instrument of torture. Many of them have lost the use of their limbs because of the severity of the torture. Life for them is an agony and death a relief. Under these constraints, they affirm as true what is false, preferring to die once than to be thus tortured multiple times. And then lastly, another day out from Toulouse, which again I think takes only about an hour by train, and that's to the city of Albi, A-L-B-I, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, which you can find out about again on the aboutfrance.com website. They've got a page on Albi, history, pictures, links if you want to find out more. So for example, there's a link there to something called Cathar Country. So again, you can find out the history via that. It's a one-stop shop, really, information on the city and on the two most visited sites, namely the cathedral and the museum, to Toulouse-Lautrec, the artist who was born there, although he made his name in Paris. There's another useful website, www.tourism-occitanie.co.uk, Occitanie being O-C-C-I-T-A-N-I-E, that's the region. And here's a flavour of what to expect if you go to Albi from that website. Quote, Explore the old town's lanes, lined with half-timbered houses from the Middle Ages. Admire the Renaissance mansions, proof of the wealth brought about by trading woad, a plant whose blue pigment was extracted. Unearth secret gardens, staircases and fountains. The old town is a lively area where it's a joy to stroll around the shops, soak up the sun on a cafe terrace, or go into the Baltar-style market hall to try all the town's taste-bud tantalising treats. That's quite hard to say. The centre of the city is something called the Palais de la Berbie. So it's got the cathedral just next door. And then it's a former palace, the Bishop's Palace, I think, which is today the site of the Musée Toulouse-Lautrec. So the Toulouse-Lautrec Museum. There's an enticing quote about that on this website. Here goes. Meet this one-of-a-kind, quirky and engaging artist in the stunning palace setting where Albi's bishops once lived. His world of cabarets, brothels, circuses and racecourses comes to life in an unrivalled collection of posters, paintings, drawings and lithographs. And as a final suggestion, if you go onto the museum's own website, musee-toulouse-lautrec.com, it is all in French, but I think it's quite easy to navigate if you choose from the menu the word musée, museum, and then collection, collections, you'll find buttons to press for his paintings, his posters and his drawings. So you will be able to click through them all. You'll probably understand the basic information, even if you don't have any French, possibly the title, 
certainly the date. And if you do have any French, there's a longer text there describing each one. OK, so that's it then. Virtual visit to Toulouse and Environ. I hope you've enjoyed reminiscing. Perhaps you're planning your next visit. Maybe you can't do that yet, but maybe you'll go back and find the full nine episode long series on Toulouse. Available, of course, on the City Breaks website. So let's leave it there for this week. I hope you'll join me again next week for episode four of City Break Ideas, when we don't need to limit ourselves to one city, but let's have a smattering of four or five little bursts of inspiration about places that you might like to visit. Don't forget, if you have an idea, do send it in, because I would like to include it in, if not that episode, then certainly a future one. So the website address, just one more time, www.citybreakspodcast.co.uk Thank you very much indeed. Let's sign off in French again, appropriately this week. Merci pour l'écoute. Thank you very much for listening. Je vous souhaite une excellente semaine. I wish you a splendid week. And of course, goodbye. Au revoir.